Burner Phone is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Did you ever contemplate quitting comedy? Suicide. Oh. Um, quitting comedy. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Burning I'm your host, Hannah Burner, and welcome to the dark, dark depths of hell. Today, I'm with a very special guest, Mike Vecchione. Yes, he is Italian, in case you were wondering. I've known him for a long time-ish. He's my sweet, sweet friend. Yes. I'm not Thank done. you for... I'm, oh. I'm not done with your intro. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm looking at your bio. Let's start Can with... Can I talk now? No. Oh. He's appeared on NBC's Last Comic Standing. He won like a shit ton of awards with that. He's been on Inside Amy Schumer, Conan. He's always on The Tonight Show starring Jimmy Fallon. He's probably going to be on again, so look out for that. Um, Montreal is just for laughs. He's a, he's a pretty funny guy. Also, what makes our relationship complex is that his best friend slash roommate, whatever, I dated, and we got very close. Yes, we but, got very close. But then one day... The relationship ended, and then I never saw you again. <laughs> <laughs> that's, the way, that's the way it usually goes here in New York. And I don't it's... know where you're listening from, but that's the way it goes. <laughs> so the only way I could see you and it not be weird is, is through for, business. Through business. And through we're business. two businessmen, you that's know? That's right. We're very business-orientated. Um, are we? Yeah, I think so. I think we're uh, competitive. We are. We're competitive. But you more than me, I think, because you were at a higher level of competition than when I competed. I was uh, I was one of the guys you would just uh, drill with to get... I, I would get people like you better. You know what I mean? The, the A-listers. Well, those people are important. And thank yeah, you for coming in. they are in. important. Why are you being so nice to me? Calling me an A-lister immediately? Are you you're, like warming me up? No, and your, you're tennis, your tennis pedigree speaks for itself. It's thank unreal. you. Yeah. And Mike is a was a former wrestler. Former wrestler. And I think wrestling and tennis are very similar because yeah. you're alone out there. Individual sports, yeah. You have to have a certain amount of mental toughness for both. And I also think that... But then again, you millennials wouldn't get that. <laughs> you're probably on Snapchat right now, turning yourself into a bunny. Michael, yes. when I first started this podcast, you were fucking around in your Twitter. So don't come yeah. at me about Snapchat. Well, no, I have to market myself. I have to get these uh, followers now. Well, it's, now, a new, it's a new world. Now you're on my podcast, so don't fuck it up, and maybe mm. someone will follow you. All right. Stand-up comedians, it's similar to wrestling or tennis, yes. as in you're out there alone. Right. You're out there alone, and it's nobody's fault but yours. Mm-hmm. You have to figure it out. It's true. You can't walk off there and be like, oh, th-. well, some people try to blame the audience. but deep- I blame them. Yes, but deep down. Well, deep down, you're like, how can I flip this? You know what I mean? They're terrible. <laughs> they are what they are. They're, they're the... They're what they are. So now I have to change what I'm doing. So a recent episode, I interviewed a big time DJ. Yeah. And I was asking him about performance anxiety and stuff. And he said, 
if you try to get everyone to like you in in the space, it's going to be very difficult. Right. But if you try to win over the people in the front, mm -hmm. you'll see that their energy then becomes contagious. But I don't know if that's the same with comedy. Right. Well, it's not because those guys have ecstasy helping them from what I read. <laughs> you kids are out there uh, eating cat tranquilizers. I don't even know what's going on in the clubs anymore. Tired cats. Is that what you guys want to be now? Is that fun? <laughs> I love a tired cat. It's pretty much my day-to-day. I don't day -to -day. even know what's going on. That's how I know I'm getting old. I don't even know what's happening but with I, the kids. I remember when I went on my first date with my ex, your roommate, we... um. I had he spoke Let's call so, him Mr. X. Mr. X. He spoke so highly of you. Yeah. And if you want to get in with the guy, you gotta win over his roommate. Oh, was that it was a strategy? It, it wasn't genuine? I I'm a an athlete. I'm a competitor. I see the world as a game. <laughs> you, and I'm oh like, who's God. the next guy I gotta take oh, down? So you come walking in all innocent and That's I, why I went on a boat for your birthday? <laughs> Not because yeah. you really wanted me to. <laughs> you really <laughs> Was that the weirdest experience? You've no, had in a it was while? something else. Like, I wasn't going to go though. I was like, all right, well, you know, I understand. He's got to go, or he's going to go, and it's going to be fun for you and your friends. But it's like, but you really made this heartfelt speech, like, like, hey, you're one of my friends, and I think that we're going to be friends for a long time, and I would like you to come. And I'm like, you know what? No, I can't deny that. Yes, I will come. And it, then we never talked again. It really do. Right now, do you feel like betrayed? Do you yeah. feel betrayed by me? Yes. <sighs> I had a hard time getting up here, too. <laughs> I didn't know that we were going to be doing this in the World Trade. I thought we were doing it at your summer home. Anyone? <laughs> Are you watching Summer House? I don't know. Can we talk about this in the hot tub? <laughs> Maybe you'll learn about some millennial stuff and become educated on the I know when you culture. invite people out to dinner, you should invite everybody out to dinner and not let some people cook at home because then it's not very fun for them. Okay, so you just okay? watched the first episode. Listen. <laughs> I know about summer home, okay? <laughs> people hooking up with other people. Fuck boys. You know, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. Would you it. ever do reality TV? I don't I don't know. I mean, I did a reality I did a reality stand-up show, oh, Last Comic Standing. Last Comic Standing was so good. It was like before comedy was like fun and cool on Netflix. Right. And you got semis twice, didn't you? Yeah. Semi. I have a semi right now. Ew, Actually, Michael. Sorry. Anyway, speaking of sex, when I was friends with you before mm -hmm. our breakup, because I broke up with you too. Honestly, right. I never got to even see you. Yeah. Would you have liked a nice like text or would that be weird? No, nah, it wouldn't have been like weird either way. No, nah, it wouldn't have been weird. It would have been fine. It was fine that it didn't happen though because yeah. I understand the nature of it. It's about like, uh, it's I'm it's not like uh, I'm very, very close with him. Yeah. He's, we're very close and I love him like a brother. Your brothers, so, I was about yeah, to say. I love him like a brother. So it's I understand the complexities of it. On both ends. And I still say it to this day, most mature breakup I've ever seen in my life. Really, on both of your parts. Really? Yes. Very, very mature. Very, very clean. Very, very, like, no, but no anger. No kind of, like, maybe there was underneath it all, but, like, on the surface, it seemed like it was handled in a very, very mature way. I was almost jealous of how mature <laughs> it went. You know what I mean? There actually was zero anger involved, because mm. when you care about someone... Yeah, there's no anger. There was frustration, I think. Right. Um, but I just wanted to win you over to like win him over. But okay. then somehow... I didn't know I was a pawn in your game. <laughs> but somewhere I started to... You know how you're like, oh, fuck, I'm stuck with the roommate on the couch while he's like taking a poop? Well, I like enjoyed my time with you and yeah. I really got a friend and I really wanted you to come to my birthday that time because I wanted to surround myself with people who are important to me. Right. Um, but it, it did suck that we broke up as well but yeah. when when you were with 
when I was dating him, right. you were single. Yes. You were actually, if I remember right, in kind of a dark time. Because uh, I went through a breakup and it was uh, every, I'll tell you what, I've been in a number of relationships. Every one of them is hard to break up from, even whether I broke up with them or they broke up with me. It's hard on me because I'm emotional and I Which give. is healthy. Well, no, I give. Like, you know, I'm not like faking it. Like, I'm really in it. If I'm going to spend the time, I'm very much in it. So when it ends, I'm destroyed a little bit. You're and, very uh, husband material. And you were kind of the third wheel who was single. And I yeah, was like, I, I want Michael. I don't know if I was the third wheel, but I was there. Yeah. I mean, when we're watching. I, mean, I paid rent. When we're watching Game of Thrones, you're kind of like on the outskirts. Yeah. I'm kind of in Dorn. Emotionally. <laughs> that was good. That was a good that a reference. Good one? It's pretty solid. Did you think we were going to make it? I thought I thought I would have to start looking for a place to live soon because I'm like, oh, she's un- – I didn't know – first of all, I didn't know I was being used as a pawn. I thought you genuinely <laughs> liked me. So I'm a, little, I'm a little hurt by that right now. But um, I thought, oh, this is – she's great. She's a great person. He's fucking great. I love him. So this, no, there's no way this is not going to go. So um, I just, I was like, dude, just give me, I told him, I'm like, just give me some time to find a place to live, you know? Yeah. So. Well, now um, I have a studio apartment in hmm. Queens now. Oh, really? I'm in Hunters Point. You left your old place, huh? Left my old place in Midtown Manhattan. Are you still in Astoria under the. Under um, the train. Under the train. We're still the same now. So we would watch TV and have to turn the volume up to hear something. But there's something beautiful and raw about that. To make you, you know, have a little chip on your shoulder when you're on stage? Yeah, no. I mean, we live, you know, the way that we live. We live like in a barracks. We, <laughs> we train like it's a dojo. We live like it's in a barracks. And we, both of us are like working class guys. So, yeah. like, the money, if it comes and it's going good, you know, it, it's good. But we're not, I'm not a material guy. No. So, you know, it just is what it is. Whether I have a lot of money, obviously I'll... I'll better my living situation, you know, in terms of like material things incrementally as I need them. But I'm not a flashy, I'm not a jewelry guy. Like I'd like nicer clothes, obviously. I feel like if you wore um, a gold bracelet, people would definitely think you're in the mafia. Yeah. Well, I don't know. There's not that many people in the mafia anymore. Most of those people are in jail. Maybe it means you could like be a leader now. Like you can take over. Yeah. Well, I'm from the Judeo-Christian <laughs> kind of things like you should not murder people. But uh, nice thought, Hannah. I don't know. Thank just you. throwing out recommendations. So you were I'm single. learning a lot about you in this you... podcast. Were you really doing that? Were you really like <laughs> trying to get to my good graces <laughs> so that you could flip me? I love how we can't move on from this. I can't move on. No, it, no a... it meant that I wanted you to like me. Right. Regardless if I liked you, I knew I needed to get you to like me. I didn't know you were that premeditated. I just thought you were a good person. No. N- You're I'm, not a good person? I'm very premeditated. No, I think I'm premeditated as a good person. Murder sometimes. <laughs> you'll kill You'll kill to get what you want. Exactly. I'm a, I have a killer instinct. That's what my coach has said about me. So watch your back. Wow. Um, You were single and desperate at the time. Yeah. I don't know about <laughs> desperate. You're putting words in my mouth right now. I wasn't, I wasn't desperate. There was some insecurity there because I, I thought the relationship was kind of going to go and it didn't. And okay, so now I have to pick up the pieces. And my insecurity stemmed from online dating. I'm not, I don't like it. I didn't like it. We would swipe together. I didn't like the nature of it. I didn't like the nature of, (laughs) I really have a hard time handling the nature of 
the way that it is now, which is like you don't even see the person. You feel like you're being tricked half the time. Yeah. And then you start ta- texting to the person. You had serious The person's doing it like a issues. job. Yeah, it's, it was t- it's trust issues caused by the nature of dating Well, now. we'd swipe together, and if the girl like wasn't showing one part of her body, he was like, I don't know what's happening there. We can't trust this. Or she'd say one thing like, I like nature, and he'd be like, psychopath. <laughs> <Do you remember? laughs> yeah. She'd be like, yeah. I'm a teacher who likes to spend time on the beach. You were like, psycho. Yeah, I just think it was like too many times of like I be, I'm like looking at the pictures I'm like they're doing this at a certain angle there's mm-hmm. a bunch of filters like mm-hmm. I know this is not real mm-hmm. and I don't like to waste my time so how the fuck did you get out of that kind of single spiral I like to call it where you know you start get you're not motivated to go on dates you kind of feel like everyone's gonna let you down right you're starting to feel alone starting to feel like are you the one with the problem have to deal with your parents we're in a spiral How'd well no I out? didn't I'm too old to deal with my parents my parents have uh they gave up a long time. Actually, my father died. That's how he gave up. Okay. And yeah. then my mother is still there, but they're like, uh, they're not giving up. They're just like, whatever. It is what they it is. They know you're you okay. Know? You made it this far. Yeah, yeah. I keep coming. But um, <laughs> I bounce back, motherfuckers. <laughs> I bounce back pretty good. <laughs> but no, uh, I don't know. I just, you know, you is going to sound corny. So you could you're make gonna fun of You're going to say when you, you least expect it. No, happens. you meditate. You work on yourself. You meditate. It's not meant to be. Life is not meant to be fun all the time and a party all the time. There downs, there's down times and there's times when you're supposed to be alone. Those are the times you work on yourself to be a better person. Meditation, hot yoga, you know, hot yoga. Mm-hmm. Like you work out, get a good balance in life, work hard at your career, what mm-hmm. you're passionate about. And then it'll come or it might not come. You know what I mean? But like whatever, maybe that's not meant for me. Maybe that's not meant for me to be with somebody or you know whatever maybe i meant to be single for a long time well i like the idea of your where you are is where you're supposed to be at that moment and right. people always talk about like if you're single it means you're searching when it's like maybe it's healthy to be alone and be single at that time so you don't settle for someone where your mental state is at that moment right and instead when you evolve yourself you actually get with the person that you're meant to be long term so how'd you meet this chick i knew her from um stand-up comedy a long time ago so she was already in stand-up comedy, I knew her, but we didn't operate in, cir- in the same circles. But I remember her years ago, I was I thought she was cute. So I was like, I asked her friend, you know, I was single at the time. So I asked her friend, I'm like, hey, how about her? And she's like, well, let me check. So she checked. She's like, oh, she's dating someone. I'm sorry. So I was like, oh, all right. And I took the loss. And uh, then I just figured that she was always with somebody. And then... We were at Montreal over the summer in July, and I found out that she was not dating anybody. So I made the move. And it was like, because she's so, like, she was so nice and a hard worker and Mm -hmm. all this stuff, like, and we knew each other from comedy as friends, it took being, like, a little more bold to let her know, like, look, I'm trying to fuck you. Like, this is not... (laughs) Like, this is not like, oh, I want to help you with, like, let's look at our notes together and write. Like, I don't like that. that yeah, that that's corny. Like, We're not like, you're yeah, not tutoring her for calculus no. and then trying to, like, You got to have her. some balls, but you got to have some balls and go, look, I'm trying to fuck you. But then when you do that, you have to... Sacrifice ha- the friendship. N- well, it's not just that, but you have to expect... You can't be bitter if it comes back as a rejection. If you go, look, I'm trying to fuck, and she's like, look, I'm not into that at all. You have to be okay with that. You can't be a bitch about it. Like you took the step, she she rejected you, mm-hmm. and now you got to sit in it That's and take it and not be a baby about it. A lot of guys can't do that. A lot of guys, and I understand why they can't take it. They can't take it coming back. And do it's you like, have any words to millennial men? I feel like you're coming at someone um, right now. I, 
the way look i wasn't raised in this technology age so yeah. it's a whole You're different doors school. open and if i was raised with it it would i'm sensitive i'm a sensitive guy so mm-hmm. it would have affected me i can sit here and say oh this would have ne- all this twitter and online bullying this never would have affected me it's like oh, that's yeah. bullshit i know myself and i know i'm sensitive and i know it would have affected me you, know? you mean getting rejected constantly on apps i mean stuff? that's it made like I was doing it. It made me better. Yeah. So it's like I'm no better than anybody. You come from a good family, so it's like you have to have, kind of have a strong foundation. Whether you get that from your family or whether you develop it over time, mm-hmm. that helps you navigate all of this technology and this fly by night stuff. Like yeah. you have to have a good foundation in order to navigate it. How do you think she differs from girls you've dated in the past? Well, it's similarly to some of the girls I've dated in the past. She's very smart. Mm-hmm. And uh, very pretty. I'm very attracted to her. So that's. I like, thought you were going to say I'm very shallow. I can <laughs> only do the prettiest. I am just trying <laughs> to get Teddy. That's it. no. I'm. She's very smart. She's very. I'm very attracted to her. So that's like important. Uh, you know, right from the jump. Like do you I'm, think you've tried to make things work before with people you were kind of attracted to, but wanted didn't want to be alone? Yeah, it was one of these things where it's like, yeah, I was. I was attracted to them, but it wasn't at the level that it needed to be. Also, I feel like you just... And I think that maybe I was like that for some women, too. Like, I was like, oh, this guy's a good guy. (laughs) And, you know, but maybe he's not what I need. Yeah, you want to... I mean, obviously, because I've been dumped. You want to feel like that person would do anything to touch you and be around you. Because it's like, then we might as well just be friends right. who have a great emotional connection right. unless you want to fuck me all the time. Right, right. That's but that, it, especially that's in the a, beginning yeah, but when the dopamine right, is hitting. Right, right, right. If you're not fucking all the time, uh-huh. there's something wrong. Wow. Sorry. I'm passionate about that. <laughs> if you're not fucking like rabbits, I don't care if you're 56 or 26. Question yourself. Wow. I didn't know you became a gangster rapper. I did. The 20 minute mark. Do you like how she smells? Yeah, um, we're getting to the creepy aspect <laughs> of it. Do, do you, you like ever collect smells? her hair and put uh, it in your pillowcase? Do pillow you ever case? keep her panties? <laughs> but, you know, like, um, now, very pretty and, and got a lot going and came from like a good family, like good place. And and the way that she's approaching the business end of uh, the comedy, the way she's doing it, mm-hmm. is the right way to do it. So speaking of comedy, a lot of comedians put their foot down and say, I'll never date another comedian. I did that. You did do that, I didn't did do you? It, yeah. You did. Do, you yep. did. Absolutely. Yep, you did. Oh, I did. I'm do that. You did. <laughs> so what changed? You just were like, I need to stop. Uh, I saw her and I was like, I have to take a chance. I have to take a chance with her. I'm too. She's too pretty. Like I'm too attracted to her. So I For have people to, listening. I have to risk. Why it. do comedians not date well with other comedians? <sighs> There's a lot of reasons. It helps in a lot of ways because you understand each other's schedule and all that. But in 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 another way, you're kind of running the same race. So True. it's like you're, but I'll tell you what's really helped me with that. Uh, living with your ex has really helped me. It's a person I genuinely love mm-hmm. who, when I moved in to the apartment, he was a waiter. I had a special on Comedy Central. So you're running the same race with him. So, well, we're in the same, we're in the same field. And he's, he's a guy who's approaching the business the same way that I am, which we're in it. We're, we're in it full time, 100%. Are you, are you in it? Minute. We're in it. I don't know if I mentioned that. But it's like you love somebody and then you see them excel and deserve everything he gets he deserves. Like the he's the one guy where like the industry is getting it right with him. Mm-hmm. It's unbelievable. Well when you're so, that but, close to someone, you can see that. I right. think jealousy stems from when you just see someone on Instagram get something and you're like, That's not fair. I work hard too, but you see his day to day. Yeah. But a jealousy is the wrong word. It's it's almost like he deserves everything he's getting. And I've had this with other friends. He deserves it and 
God bless him. I want him to win. But I also want to win too. Like I'm putting in the I'm putting in these hours and it's not opening up for me the way that it's opening up for him. Mm-hmm. So jealousy is the jealousy is like oh, I want to tear this person down. They don't mm-hmm. deserve it. That's wrong. He deserves it absolutely, but it's like you it's almost like a mirror being held up to yourself where it's like Am I doing something wrong? Like, why is this not opening up for me the way that it's opening up for him? We're just different people, basically. I felt like it was a tough time, too, because, like, I was dating him, and his stuff was really hot at the time, and I felt like he had a relationship, he had, like, these specials coming out and the TV show, and I felt like you're constantly reminded that. Yes. Every day you walk into the apartment, no matter how mentally strong you are, you still can start getting... Because I know you're tough at yourself. Yeah. Because I'm the same way. Like growing yeah. up as an athlete, you get criticized a lot. So right. the voice inside your head can be extremely critical. Right. So like someone does something well and you might not be jealous of him, but you're like, come on, what are you doing? Right. What are you doing? Yeah. It's like, yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's a reflection of like, okay, it's he's doing the right things and it's working out for him. Like you, are you doing the right? They have to start looking at yourself more. It's like, are you doing the right things? It seems like you're doing the right things, and then it's and he and has so the, much belief in you too. Right. So it's like yeah. he would say if I was doing something wrong, like right. He would help me. I would ask him. I would be like, look, I'm. Do people think I'm a hack? Like I, I, you don't know. Sometimes you're not self aware. So it's like you need that help. Where it's like, what do you think? And we would have like talks about you a lot, actually, because we both had a mutual love for you. Mm-hmm. So I'd be like, "How's he doing? What's the strategy? What's going on?" But I love being able to talk to you now. Like I don't know, a year or two has gone by. Yeah. How do you think you've changed since I last met you? Well, I've been through that period, and I've I uh, I gotta say something about the internet. Like the internet's very bad if you float towards the wrong things. There's a lot of like if you're just drifting on the internet, you can get dragged into like, a lot of. There's so negativity. many weird energies. It's that really you don't can need be very very negative and bad. even if you're just drifting through and you don't mean to fall, you're gonna fall into Scrolls something bad and dark Scrolling, wormholes. It's bad, but the upside to that is there's so much information available on how to better yourself mentally and spiritually and how the mind and the body are connected and all this stuff. So I just focus on that, keep hitting that. And then I'm like, look, I'm in the position I'm in, which is a good position, actually. You know what I mean? And uh, just keep trying to better yourself and keep coming. And then wherever it lands, it lands. You know what I mean? Like It's almost like you have to let go a little bit and go like, dude, you can't control the result. No, you have to. It's like in boxing, if you're trying to throw a punch and you you squeeze as hard as you can, the punch is not going to hit as as if you're loose and feeling and trusting your body, trusting the mental like stamina of it all but that's not to say don't try like it's it's a thing like uh, i don't know in yoga it's a thing where it's like i'm not very flexible i told you this before you know i'm not very flexible and uh and whatever but i try real hard in the class and that's really what the important thing is see because mentally you know how far you can push it Mm -hmm. you're the one who knows well we always bonded over yoga i liked it because I was a beginner at it and my whole life I was doing things where people put so much expectation on me and there was so much judgment on the result but yoga was this place that I got to have that beginner mindset which is actually so beautiful that human people human people (laughs) don't like being beginners it's uncomfortable it's weird but with yoga I would do things I'd struggle with but actually have the satisfaction of improvement and not having to like hit a result and I think if day-to-day you focus on that little improvement you feel good about yourself because you know you tried. Even if that trying was just getting out of bed when you're depressed. Yeah. Oh, I like that also the thing where it's, I think I would have been a much better wrestler if I would have done it when I was wrestling. Because mm-hmm. I was good for who I was. You know, I wasn't the best athlete in the world, but I was I was tough. But um, it's being in the states where it's like high stress in the class. Um, your heart is going out of control and 
and connecting to your breath and controlling your mind. That's important because it translates very well to life. There's going to be times, you know, where, where people are down on you and it seems like you're losing and it's like you just take a breath and, and control your when mind. When I was young, and... I didn't realize I could control my mind. I thought that once the court happened, it was just like things were happening to me and I was in survival mode. Right. I didn't realize that if I could control my breath and if I could control my thoughts, that the result would change. I just thought it was happening to me because I wasn't mature enough to realize that my mind didn't have to control me yeah i mean that's a thing i mean i don't know i i wasn't i was raised well and i think my parents did a good job it's like stuff like that like i mean i don't know you just learn that on the way i think but also that's why i want to have this podcast is to talk to people and be like hey i experienced what it's like to not control your mind and then i learned how to and it improved a lot of shit um but there's a good thing like in it for women because i know there's women out there who uh, might be listening? Who are like, I'm, I'm frustrated in dating. Like, I'm not dating the right guys, and I'm, I'm tired of it. Mm-hmm. I'm tired of. They're good people, and they're, they're strong people. But it's a, it's a thing where you have to make sure whether you're frustrated with your dating world or you're frustrated with your career. It's you, you have to do it for the sake of doing a good job and for your own self satisfaction of so doing right. a good job. You can't tilt towards bitterness. And there's a, and it's very very easy to get bitter in those situations. So if you are one of those people who get who's getting bitter, like stop yourself and breathe into it and be like, there's no, it's not fair at work. There's no justice. I can't like these guys are all morons. Mm-hmm. Like they don't like me for who I am. They mm-hmm. want something else. You it makes you feel a certain kind of way. But you're like, don't be self aware of that and don't tilt towards bitterness because the energy you put out in the world affects your interactions. Right. Like you might just be in your head about being bitter, but that conversation in your head is actually like people will be affected by it. Right. And if you can stay positive and know that like you're trying your best, you're doing your thing, right. that energy attracts people. Do you feel like your energy was in a good place when you met your girl? Um, yeah. Can you I was give just me like, this moment when no, you- No, I was just gonna be like, I'm gonna let it, I'm just gonna let it go. I'm just gonna like, I was dating more than when, uh, when, <laughs> when you were around. You were I was dating, dating uh, more, yeah. kind of like, not really dating, but like, you know, whatever, hooking yeah. up. So I was in a pretty good place. Cause I what was, was like, your, you said you, you put yourself out there and you're like, men need to put themselves out there more. What did you do? What was the line? You told you. Uh, I said, I told her, I'm like, look, cause we were friends. Was there so a moment that you felt like you had an opening or you just like bulldozed it? I just it? bulldozed it because I'm like, <laughs> we're so just going to stay parallel as friends yeah. and I'm not smooth and I'm not smooth. Did you feel any uh, sense from smooth. her that she was, you're very smooth, Michael. I'm not that smooth, but I'm, I'm like, I'd rather be clunky and honest yes. than smooth and like kind of, day, of deceitful. Honesty will always come out yeah. better than being weird and um, manipulative. Or... Yeah. But it's, it's, it's a double edged sword because if you're. If you're clunky and honest and you get rejected, then you have to sit in it. And there's yeah. no there's no uh but with way great around risk, it. Risk comes great reward. We're just yes, doing random quotes right now. That's true. But, <laughs> did you get now a, who's on Twitter? Did you have a, I, I, Oh, you wanna come at me right now? Actually, you guys were on Twitter and I'm like, these guys are fucking losers. And then I got a Twitter because for Summer House, they were like, you should get Twitter. Um, and then I just started tweeting and it was fun. And then I realized I like posting tweets rather than photos of myself. And then the rest is history. Did you get a sense? You should have a Twitter. You have a lot to say. I do. I have a lot of thoughts that need to be heard by a lot of Indian princes that follow me. Did you get a sense, a little sense that she could be into it too? Or did yeah, you Yeah, fr- her friend told me she was attracted to me. 
So I got I got a big like her, her oh. friends were like it was like oh she's she's into it she's attracted oh, to you. Oh okay. See, and so I was like oh hint. I just assumed she always had a I just assumed she had a boyfriend. Yeah. And they were like oh no. And I was like okay well I got to tr- I have to tr-. and even then it it was like it was she wasn't giving me a, a flirty vibe so I had to like But I kind of like that. Because I feel like some of the girls you'd be with were because they'd just be like all over you. Yeah. And you wouldn't have time to think if you're attracted that's to her. True. They just had tits that's in your a, face. That's a good point. With her, you, why do yeah. you think your personalities are compatible? Because I think that's important. I don't know how to describe it. We just get along very well as friends because it's as the sex, you know, it's inevitable that the sex is going to fade into something. So you're or just going to. Evolve. Gonna, Evolve. No, evolve is the right word. Eventually, it's going to fade. <laughs> it's going to... Whatever. It's not going to be as exciting as it was. So um, that newness is going to... So you, you're left there with a person, and you have to genuinely like the person. You have I to mean, be, they you always have to, were a person. You have to get along, be able to get along, and be able to function. I don't know. But I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> I, I haven't been that far. Like I've never been married, so... Well, you've had quite the life just to... Like you were a teacher, a special mm-hmm. education teacher after college, yes. yeah, which I which I did enjoy. You know what I mean? Like I was uh, I was just talking to her about it, and uh, I was like, I approach it the same way I approach everything. Like I worked real hard at it, a good mm-hmm. relationship with my kids. Like mm-hmm. tried to connect with the parents. I love and, when you, you talk know. about your kids. Yeah, my I kids loved were, it. Um, you still trip. remember so many of them. Don't yeah, you? because they're on Facebook. They're like, "Hi, Mr. Vec. What's <laughs> going on, Mr. Vec?" Did they come see um, your shows ever? They did when I was in Philly. That's so. And funny. Uh, my high school kids came to uh, one of them. But um, it's great now on Facebook. They hit me up with messages. Hi, Mr. Vec. What's going on, Mr. Vec? How you doing, Mr. Vec? Mr. Vec, why are you not getting back to me? Mr. Vec, why are you not getting back to me? And then I get back to him, and I'll be like. Uh, it's uh, frustrating when somebody's asking you a question and you don't answer, right? Now you know how I feel. <laughs> and you, you re- then you realize that you hate all children and then you went into comedy. Is that what happened? That's it. No, I mean, the comedy thing just happened. Uh, I came out of a relationship. Mm-hmm. Another one that was, that was a big one. That was yeah. the one where it was like, I thought we were going to get married. And uh, I came out of it and I didn't think comedy was an option at the time. So Why? I came out of it just because... Uh, it was more. You were than, like twenty four or something. At the yeah, time. 20, 25, 26. Okay. and it just didn't seem like an option. It's like, oh, this is too much running around for no money. Like, I, if I'm going to be in a functional relationship, like I have to bring home money and try to work on my career. Yeah, men have that pressure. I feel like, especially. Well, they did back in the nineties when they were still men. <laughs> Kidding, I'm insulting. I'm insulting all the millennial guys. Millennial guys have it very hard. I mean, they do have it very hard now. Nowadays, I mean, these this online dating, I can't get over. If you're like a good marketing person, mm-hmm. if you're a good marketing but then you're going to be good at it but if you're not then you're not going to be any good but at i'm it. also like kind of attracted to guys who have like no instagram followers and don't know what like memes are like i like yeah. that i think it's hot if if he's too into social media and like too techy and like right. into that i don't i don't know i don't mm. like that i don't want him it's to called have... you want to date somebody in their uh 50s <laughs> i'm looking for a daddy <laughs> <laughs> i clearly have daddy issues i'm like you me my dad um <laughs> Maybe a tennis coach. Oh, God, that would be so traumatic. I'd be triggered by everything. <laughs> everything you said. You want some water? You never let me have water when I was tired and training as a kid. 
Burner Phone is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Um, did you ever contemplate quitting comedy? Suicide. Oh. Um, quitting comedy. <laughs> quitting comedy no because it was such a gradual thing i was teaching and then i was doing this is before youtube and all yeah. this stuff i was in twitter i was teaching and doing it at night when you could cool. still do that and then uh and then i moved to new york when i moved to new york i was like i'm gonna, I'm gonna take a risk so since being in new york you've never had one moment where you're like eh, this might not be for me no i fucking no. love that no because i was in new york and I, I before i moved to new york i was like i'll either be crazy successful and this will work out or it won't and i'll just get a job doing something in new york it'll be great i'll live in new york mm -hmm. and uh who cares but i didn't realize there would be this weird in-between phase where it's like you'll be getting things mm -hmm. but then we there'll be periods of like where it'll you'll just still be improving but you know Industry-wise, there won't be much happening, and then you'll get a bump here, a bump there. Yeah, like, it's tons of ups yeah, and downs. Yeah. I mean, even with someone who's very successful. Like, I learned from my ex because he showed me how no matter what success you have, people don't talk about after you get what you want yeah. that you think you should have, right. how you cope with then the stuff that comes with it. Yeah. I know that sounds like, oh, I'm really pretty, now I don't know what to do. It's it's really life never is, never stops at a goal. Yeah, you. he's a good – he's a – He's a ground up guy anyway, mm -hmm. so it's easier to handle that way. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? When you have successes, you're like, you don't over, it's like kind of like the thing where you've been there before. It's like, you've been there before, dude. Okay, you're getting some success here. That's good. Like, it's good. Enjoy it, but take it with a grain of salt. It's not the end of, it's not the, oh, I'm the best thing. You can get, get, I also feel like if you put too much hype. pressure on a goal, or you put too much hype in it. Like, that's how I would self-sabotage with tennis. Like, I'd be playing a girl who's, like, the second seed, and I would be like, this is your chance. This is your time. Yeah. And I would just, like, crack under the pressure. But if you're more level-headed, like, I've done this before. I've been this before. This is a day at the office. I'm going to play my best and move on. I think I would have had better results, to be honest. Stoicism. I Stoicism love that. is my shit. Yeah, I love I'm Because I need that. I'm the opposite of a stoic person. I that's such a great it's such a great philosophy you know how are you different preparing yourself for stand-up versus wrestling wrestling i was clueless i was really bad at preparing myself for matches mm -hmm. i was really really bad and mm -hmm. affected me loss wise i took a lot of losses i probably shouldn't have taken because mm -hmm. i just wasn't mentally there but for stand-up now it's like go out take a breath and then you know just let it go a little you think bit you have a confidence you know? in yourself and stand-up you didn't have in wrestling i think it's a confidence that evolved over time like as a man like i grew as a person because the guys who are naturally gifted they have a much different experience oh yeah than the people who have to work at it and and take losses and take mm -hmm. beatings and mm -hmm. stuff those guys are actually above the fray so they have a different experience i'm not saying easier but different mine was weird because physically i think i was i was top notch but then mentally i like you said why do you think i'm so good at twitter because i have a shit ton of thoughts and the wrong thoughts would go in my brain all the time and i had so much trouble quieting my brain on the court because i would think of what would go wrong like before matches i'd go in the bathroom for 10 minutes because i thought it was calming for me but i would just get into a thought spiral of right. all the bad things that could happen in this match and then like not want to go out but i would always go out right but those things made me the person who i am and 
hell teaches you that, that shit. Yeah, you realize that you can control your thoughts. You realize that you st- you, you have enough of those where you're like, and if you can, uh, that's why they. That I'm saying the internet is good. All this information is out there about your mind body connection that mm-hmm. wasn't there before. Yeah, you know what I mean. So you start listening to it and reading about stuff. You're like, oh, this is something that I can I can get a hold of, and as a result, I can be a better person because it of is it. good I can to be hear a better, more effective. I like hearing other people's experiences that you can compare yeah. it rather than just like random articles that are like WebMD type shit. But when yeah. people talk about their experiences and open up in that way, it's beneficial. That's why millennials are open about their anxiety and shit. Growing up, were you allowed to talk about anxiety? Did you know what anxiety was? Yeah, it was a it was a thing, but it Italians wasn't. Italians have a shit ton of anxiety. A shit ton. And it comes from Worrying, our parents and yeah. all that stuff like down our throats and stuff but um anxiety all this stuff it's good that it's being talked about it's much better than when i was growing up yeah in terms of being talked about there's also a thing where there's an overcompensation for it too now which is bad it's Mm. bad and it's it's there's a there's a um, you think people use it as kind of an excuse well there's a coddling effect to it the thing is i don't like is also it's like they're using it and they're trying to medicalize it yeah it's like it's not that dude it's not you know so it, there's You're thinking like I just read this big book pharma the, is trying to take advantage of the millennial mind. I don't know if it's big pharma. I think that um, I just read this book called The Coddling of the American Mind by Jonathan Haidt. Cool. And it's um, I love a man who reads. It's <laughs> it's really uh, millennial guys don't read beside my Twitter. They just scroll my Twitter. They scroll. It's not it's less <laughs> reading, read, more scrolling. Scroll. <laughs> Strong no, thumbs. It, it it talks about how like everybody has that argument football, you know. These kids shouldn't play football, you know. I started playing football when I was 9. And um which is probably why I have the mental problems I have. No. They always make that <laughs> argument. It's like you shouldn't play football because of concussions. It's like, "All right, dude, I mean, I understand that. There's another side to it though." And it's like physical contact really humbles you. Like when I was 9, I didn't walk around thinking I was Superman. Because I knew that if I ran full force into another kid, I felt what that felt like. So I, I would argue that's why you have a lot of these dum-dums on Twitter saying all kinds of mean, nasty thing, all this shit. It's like, you've never been hit before. But do you like, think... You've never been hit. You've never been in a contact situation. So you don't know that there's ramifications for the things but that you do. do you think these people were always out there and now they just have the technology to say whatever they want to whoever that's they true. want? I mean, that's true. I mean, that's an aspect of women it also, never get to get hit sometimes. Like, I never have gotten, like smoked on a football field i think it's i think it's good i've been for mentally you. abused i know but you came up through a um athletic system of training yeah. and the results yeah you, know, you have to having to deal with the results yeah but i just think it's good for young men to like play a contact i mean not for all not for all but for them to demonize it and be yeah. like contact sports are just a thing of the past like there's a function to it and it, and it matters. You know, I wasn't I wasn't as athletically gifted. Like in my high school, I went back and they like they practice in, in shorts and um, shoulder pads and helmets during the week, and mm-hmm. then play the game. I'm like that would have changed my football experience. And we had to hit every day, yeah. except for the day before the game where we did walkthroughs. But we had to hit. And that changed my perspective. But also, like, like, I had to prepare for these it aren't every the day. kids making that decision. These are their parents who are like, oh, in their fifties or four. I don't know. Like, it's almost more your slash older generation right. that are treating the kids like this. I don't know if because they were the first like corporate America that did well, and they really want to make sure their kids have the best. Yeah. Possibility. But the, the message, the takeaway from this is, if you're coddling your kid, I don't know how many people you have or have kids mm-hmm. and listening. What but, about um, pets? Like, I coddle my cat Butter. <laughs> It's all right with pets, but if you coddle your kid, 
you're like, Shut I make the a, fuck I want to make a very I'm trying serious, to make a point. I want to make a very serious point. If you're coddling your kid, I'm very much against it. If you're coddling your kid, you're not doing him or her any favors. You're, you're setting them up for failure. So if you're doing that and you're a helicopter parent and you're coddling your kid mm-hmm. and, and they're going to be like, oh, well, what, 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 ba- you don't have kids. Like, but I do have a master's in this and I did work in behavioral schools. Mm-hmm. So I do understand it. Mm-hmm. If you're coddling them and many people are, you're making a mistake. You're crippling them. This is actually an important moment because I think the whole point of Burning in Hell, this podcast, is for people to listen to other people's hell and realize that it's actually the adversity and hell that they went through that made them who they are. And if you're constantly coddled and you don't deal with adversity, you don't fucking grow. You right. don't become the person you are and yeah. gain confidence. Yeah. So thank you for setting me up for that. Yes. I've been manipulating you this whole time from the very beginning of meeting you in that apartment to make this statement to help people. I didn't realize how premeditated you were. So premeditated. <laughs> 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 no, Burning I knew, in hell. I knew you liked me the second you met me because I played D1 and you like love that shit. No, I love your competitive energy. I just didn't know it ran this deep. I feel like my ex had very competitive energy too. He does. He does. Absolutely. He Do does. you? We were in like slightly different industries. Did You're in the same industry. Do you talk about careers with your girlfriend? Or do you try to like keep that separate? No, we talk about it. Yeah, because it's part of your life. Because you part of your life. And it's a big part. Like she's attacking it. She's in it the same way that I'm in it, the way that your ex is in it. Do you feel like you're in it together now? That like Uh, No. No, I don't. You're still separate lanes. Separate because it's an individual sport. Yeah. But supportive of each other. Like she helped me with a big thing recently. She probably knows how to deal with shit better because she's been through a lot of shit that you have. Yeah. Like even just dealing with a bad set. Yep. Not that she, you've ever had one before. No, but I haven't. You haven't. For your listeners out there, <laughs> at Comic Mike V, because this is where I do all my plugs. Follow me at Comic Mike V on you, all social media. Now we're stopping for a quick commercial break. <laughs> Let's go to traffic. Well, it actually, is terrible out there on the FDR. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, you want to talk about burning in hell. <laughs> Tractor trailer overturned, three lanes, FDR. You're going to be there for a while. You're going to wish you were in hell. Let's go to weather. <laughs> Anna. <laughs> <laughs> Um, are you done? Yeah. Okay, so we're going to finish with a final game. Seven Deadly Sins. What are you greedy about? Eating. Eating. Like, I'll like if we, I'll try to eat everything on the plate. Just <laughs> because too. of the condition that way. Me too. And, I'll try to and eat I eat it, it fast. Eat it fast, and I'll eat everything on the plate. And I watch other people, they pick at it, and they take a break. They drink a glass of water and they and, and they don't eat as much. When I have food in front of me, there could be anything going on, like a cat in a tree crying, and I will mm, no, I'll save the cat. But anyway, what about two men in a hot tub arguing over <laughs> <laughs> who they're gonna have sex with that night or who they're gonna try to hook up with? What do you think of summer home? What do you think of me being on the show? Hashtag summer home. What was your initial reaction? I want to know because I couldn't talk to you because that's inappropriate. Can I be honest with you? Yeah, I was like. Um, I'm sorry, I don't want to insult any of the other castmates. I, I was like, Hannah's above this. Is really what I thought. Well, it's funny. Actually, my boss at the time texted me and said, I had higher hopes for you. Oh, really? Which was pretty brutal. Yeah. Um, but at the time, I was... You know what the entertainment industry is. It yes. seems like an opportunity for me. Yeah. That they'd interviewed tons of people. Right. And the fact that they were offering me this and paying me. Yeah. And I kind of knew the cast. It was already like, I love going out to the Hamptons on the weekend. And I saw it as a platform to now. Are you worried about how they would make you look? They storyboarded? Honestly, I feel like from my breakup with your roommate, mm-hmm. I did a lot of work on myself. Mm-hmm. 
and I felt like for the first time I was very in touch with my intuition, my inner voice, and that I was just really comfortable with who I am. And I couldn't have done it a couple of years ago. I would have been too insecure about how I would be. I actually had a phobia. Yeah, I had a phobia of going on reality TV as in like some one thing would quickly happen and everyone would judge me by that moment. It's kind of an obsessive thing I've had. Even meeting people, I'd try to impress them really quick. Like they had to know who I was in that five minute intro. Right. But I found this calmness in myself recently. And I just felt like I want to go on not, I wasn't trying to be perfect by any means. I yeah. want to show my imperfection. Right. And if they, I can't be the villain if I'm just being authentic. Right. So as long as I wasn't the villain and trying to hurt people, which I knew I wouldn't, I was like, this is just a fun, cool experience. Like trying to get them on a boat for your birthday? <laughs> You mean like that? I'm like trying to so lure them in? Manipulative. You're very manipulative. <laughs> um, no. Um, okay. So that you saying that if you're using it as a stepping stone to something, I would say yeah, because I think that you're, um, you have a lot of uh, you're a deep, good person, Thank and you. and and I don't think that that platform lets you. Mm-hmm. It, I don't think it it portrays that in you. I think yeah. it portray, portrays a very superficial, which is the it's yeah, yeah it's what I'm they want to do. I am but, trying to break that stigma yeah. of going on TV and then becoming that like person that everyone just aspires to be like in your perfect self all the time, or people laughing at you trying to be perfect. And instead, I just was like, "This is me." Yeah, people are struggling, people are suffering. So yeah. if you can give them some advice on how to help them to power through. Or to even enjoy it, like even and enjoy I've always the wanted to do yeah. that. It was always in me, but yeah. now it's given me a platform where people like will reach out to me, and I they'll listen to me, right. and I feel like I can have an effect on people. But also, what you said in the beginning, every day when I'd film, I just like deep down felt like I was trying my best. Like I was trying my best to be myself and yeah. do my thing. As long as I knew that, I was fine with the filming. Is that why you went topless in the hot tub? Damn it! No, I went topless episode ten. So, yeah, I'm greedy about food, too. <laughs> <laughs> we spiraled off the deadly sins. We spiraled. I'm um, greedy about food, yeah. Are you Italians. trying to eat cleaner? Italians. Well, we uh, crave bread and pasta and Yeah. olive oil. Love it. I'm hungry. Yeah, let's go get some pasta after okay. this. Such stereotypes. Who are you envious of besides me? I don't know if I'm envious of. I see people's lives. I'm like... From the outside, because you don't know what kind of problems people have underneath. You see people who are successful and you're like, oh, I'd like that level of success. Mm-hmm. I look at it kind of like, oh, I'd like that level of success. But in my mind, my arrogance, I would li- I'd be like, I know how to handle that life-wise. Mm. Like, you know what I mean? Like you see people at a level of success, but it doesn't seem like they know how to handle it like in terms of taking it in stride and life realizing what the important things are. They seem to be. And it's it's very easy to get seduced by that but you're like oh no if i had that success and it could be i could be wrong maybe they have that success because they literally don't understand the little things that will make them happy so that's all they can try to do they say on social media really people who post photos in their relationship tend to be the most insecure about their relationship yes i believe that it's like when you're posting successful photos of yourself you're putting it into the world for a reason why would you post a photo of you on a private jet traveling because you're trying to manipulate people's minds to think that you're busy which probably means you really are insecure about how busy you are there's a hole in your um heart you're trying to (laughs) fill it with um pictures of you being on a private jet do you know that in la there's this thing where you can rent out an hour and sit on a private jet and take photos Really? So you look like you have a PJ. That's amazing. I'm sorry I'm using my LA voice. That's amazing. <laughs> I, what you just said, 
is fire and it's amazing and it's lit. What are you gluttonous about besides food? I'm not a big, I like to have money, but I'm not a big money guy. I guess sex. I like, you know, sex with a person I care about, which probably sounds corny to your listeners. No, not at all. But yeah, but you're into somebody and it's like, yeah, all the time, let's go. Let's do this. <laughs> but then how could you have ever dated someone you weren't like crazy wanting to fuck? I don't think I ever have. You know what I mean? I don't think I've ever dated. I, it's oh. never been, it's never been, uh, it's like, um, sex for me is, uh, it's intensity, like it's ratcheted yeah, up I've, intensity. I've heard wise. it. I've heard it. Yeah. So, so <laughs> <laughs> we used to heard joke, it in the other room. We'd hear like banging yeah. and screaming and yeah. But I shocking. like, I really like that. So, in, in order for that, are to, you ever like soft and gentle? Yeah, yeah, soft and gentle. But there's like different, you know, ebbs and flows of yeah, it. Yeah, it's like the waves. Yeah. Of the ocean. It's like the waves. It's high tide. You know, there's a lifeguard out there. There's a red flag. Swim at your own risk type situation <laughs> you can't fake any of it you can't f i no. i don't like to, like there's no faking it and i don't know i don't know how other guys are but like i don't like being disassociated with no. it and having sex like that's pointless to that's me. why i don't like random sex because i'd rather just masturbate yeah. than have a guy masturbate with my vagina yeah, 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 I don't like and that. like you don't Fe it yeah. doesn't feel good because he doesn't know your body and you have no connection with him. You can make it up in your head, yeah. but why don't you just make it out in your head with yourself and actually come? But even if it's a one night stand or something like that, it's like a thing where like the good one night stands that I've had is, has been like kind of like an agreement. It's like let's just let it go and mm. um, have fun with each other. You know, like mm -hmm. have fun with each other. And, and there's those, a, there's those a vulnerability up, in that. And like vulnerability, it, yeah. I think, is what makes yeah. sex good. But mostly it's like somebody you know and you establish some, something with. And it's like you can really just let it go. And you're right. It is vulnerability. Like you're letting it. You're just letting it go. I've had people who I like thought I was emotionally connected. I didn't know why, but I wanted to be around them a lot. Um, but I only fuck with dudes like 6'2 and up. But this one guy was less than 6'2. Yeah. It's <laughs> tragic. <laughs> tragic. But... And I was Can you like, believe there's I'm not... even people not killing themselves? <laughs> Guys who are less than 6'2"? And I was like, I think I might be attracted to him. I don't think so, but I'll try. And because I was so obsessed with his personality and how he carried himself... Right. I became so attracted to him. And I want to take it back. I did nothing against guys. But I like in my head was right. going through this disassociative phase with dudes where I didn't want to get emotional. So just objectifying all of them. I was like, only 16. That's only what the fuck. Um, and it made girls laugh. It made guys very mad at me. Well, for those of you listening, I'm 5'8". Are you 5'8"? Yeah. So um, when but I got in here. adorable. When I got in here, Hannah was like, how many phone books do you need to get up to the microphone? <laughs> Mike, is that why you spike your hair to get an extra two inches? Yeah. Is that true? Are no. you ever going to change your hairdo? I don't think so. I tried to do like a faux hawk thing. I just don't. I could like see you like much. Great Gatsby-esque. <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> no. or, like, you know what Chris is when it, does when, his hair? Yeah, but, when it, it like... but my hair is thicker than Chris's. And you can tell him <laughs> I said that. But uh, now my hair, I've been blessed to have thick hair. So you there's do. only like so many things I can do with it. You do. Um, but for have those you ever... of you ladies who would like to see what I look like, and gentlemen, <laughs> I'm uh, on Instagram at Comic Mike V. Sorry, are we gonna do plugs anytime you... soon? Oh, I do it at the end if oh, they okay. if they last that long. But I think that your Instagram's great because you interview your little cousin who I fucking love the like um, the older one. I think Luca. Luca. I Italian shamed oh, him. He... I Italian shamed him. 
it was great. I love when you shame your family because they're all like, Mike, shut the fuck up. And you're <laughs> getting the biggest kick out of it. Yeah. Um, when was the last time you experienced extreme wrath? Oh, I got into a, I got into an argument with a friend of um, mine, a friend of ours. We all know him. And um, I got into an argument with him. And I, that's a good question because I remember, fe- I remember feeling so viciously Is this Mr. angry. Is no, 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 not we never we when we have a problem we first of all we rarely have problems, but if we do have one we talk about it. Yeah, you know, we we're at, like we you guys it. could get married yeah, if yeah, you yeah. wanted to. Well, yeah. Your bathroom's fucking disgusting. Do you still have a hundred shampoo bottles in your bathroom? Yeah, but that's we have a lot we enjoy from girlfriends past. All right, we enjoy a lot of options for people when they come to the They're all crusty and old. <laughs> I will I was oh I wanted to just throw it all away, but he was like, Mike's gonna get really mad. Mike will get really mad if you throw it away. And I'm like that pisses a lot of like a lot of girls like get pissed off. Yeah, it's that. like a weird power move by you. You're like you could be replaced by any of these shampoo bottles at any second. What were you mad at the the friend about? Yeah, I felt he was trying to bully me, and it made me. I mean, I didn't. Had felt he that done way. this in I the past before? He so had. Was, he has that was, aspect to his personality. Yeah. So um, I know who you're talking about, and I, I love him. I love him. So it it hit me the wrong way, and I felt like a viciousness. Uh, you were defending that, yourself that I haven't felt in a long time. Did you have to like alpha and show like I, I'm no one to be bullied? You no, know, we ended up having to talk about it. We ended up having to talk about it. That's all. It just it, it just ended up. Were you we able to, to be calm in the talk? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because okay. it was days later. It was days later. And to his credit, he called me. But on the so phone, knew that when we started was... to get we started to get chippy, it 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 escalated, and then I took. It actually, I could feel it in my gut. It uh-huh. took me over. I hate getting chippy. Like, I hate losing your cool and becoming in, like, a sour place with people because I'm very sensitive, too. Yeah. I always try to keep it as light or calm as possible. But I do snap on Summer House at the very end. I snap. I'll have to watch. You have to, I, I mean, it's, it might win an Emmy this season. Oh, when was the last time you were a sloth? What's a sloth? Lazy. Like a, oh, lazy. Uh, y- yesterday. Really? Yeah, yesterday. Because I'll tell you what happened. My brother came into town. He's on business. He has a family. He's like works so hard. So he came in. We went to a spot. We went to a diner afterwards, um, and then we went to a cigar bar, oh, which cool. was a mistake. It was a huge mistake Why? because the ventilation wasn't good, and mm. we smoked cigar and had two bottles of wine. And then I went home the next day. I woke up throwing up. That's <gasps> yesterday. Yesterday I Mixing woke up vomiting. Mixing smoke and alcohol, I can't do. It was brutal. I think the place has you look bad skinny today, though. Port ventilation. Thank you. I did go to yoga. I went to yoga today. Hot? To, to, um, hot yoga to detox. Cool. Because I felt like garbage. Do you ever go to the yoga room? No. Mm, there's one in Astoria. I go uh, Bikram, Bikram yoga. Do you ever get Astoria. sick of it? I don't go that much. Okay, because I talk I'll go a lot waves. of shit, but I don't go that I much. Would, yeah. I did yoga for like two years straight, and then a year I couldn't do it. Now I'm back into it a little. But I think it makes me. I look better. I feel better. But yeah. I also look better. Yeah. Physically, my skin looks better when I do it. When was the last time you let your pride get in the way of something? I think it was some. I think in this business, sometimes people will ask you to do stuff. Yeah. And I don't know if it's pride, but it's like now nah, I'm worth more than that. Mm. So no. I think you should. Yeah. Say. So I don't know if that's a pride. That. Pride, like you're using it as a bad thing, but in that situation, it's like, no, 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 I'm worth more. I'm not going to be. Exp- I'm not going to be. I think it's being honest you know, with yourself. Like in the beginning of my career, I was freelancing for no money because that's what I was yes. worth. Yes. Yeah. And but then once you start, you have to know when to switch things. Right. I also one thing I'm learning about this industry is everything's negotiable. Which as a woman, you're taught to just kind of be caring 
and a caretaker and not like say, I want more. You're supposed to be like easygoing and right. not like take up too much space. So for someone to be like, oh, can you do this for $500 and me to go? No, 1000 was like the scariest thing ever. Yeah, yeah. But then I saw how like managers and agents do it like like in their sleep. Right. Um, but the, the other side of that is be willing to take the loss. Exactly. So you have to realize it's, it's a game that yeah. you're not always going to win. So this is our final question. You're doing mm. amazing. Thank well, you. When was the last time you lusted over someone? Uh, I don't know. My girl, my, when we met, I lusted over her. Like, I lusted over her because I asked her. I wanted to sleep with her immediately. Okay. And she put you were... the, she, she was like, no, we're not doing that. You tried first that. night? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, well, I knew her, mm -hmm. so I was like, hey, we should, you know, we're in Montreal. Did you just want to see if the we sex would be good? Sex. I didn't foresee a relationship even. I just want to have sex with like, her. Like, but you wanted a girlfriend so bad, so why were you going in no, dick first? No, 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 first? I wouldn't. I don't say I wanted a relationship. I've right. learned over the years that you don't do that. Yeah. You know, you don't want to relate. I didn't want a relationship so bad. I just, you see how it plays out. You you always see how it plays out because mm -hmm. you start planning for that and then it's like, oh, this is, you get lost in who the person actually is. Yeah. If you come with that mindset, like I want this to go, you start projecting your own feelings onto them and then mm -hmm. it's like, oh, this is not who this actually is. You are so right. Also, I have a theory that- I've been right a lot on this podcast, you by have, the way, I'm for honestly impressed. I thought you were going to fuck up the whole time. I think that you could have sex at any point and if it's meant to be, you can't fuck it up. I know people have had sex first date and they're dating or yeah. married. You can't plan how it's it's gonna perfectly work out. Right. To wrap this up, is there a special um, burning in hell wrap up? There is, and it's a question. How yeah. do you cope with your hell? Uh, that's a good one. It's a good one, and there's a lot of um, there's a lot of wrong ways to do it, and the right way to do it is to face it head on, like get the real issues and face it down instead of like putting it in your back pocket. Putting it in your back pocket or. A lot of people are doing this now because of social media and because of the world that we live in. And I understand it. They're taking their feelings of insecurity, negativity, bitterness, and they're extrapolating them out into um, a socially acceptable cause. And they're coming at this cause. They're not coming at the cause with a pure heart. They're coming at the cause with a level of bitterness mm. that is that the cause has nothing to do with the actual cause. So they're cause. projecting their problems onto yeah, that. But people ew. have a hard time looking at themselves in the mirror and being like, okay, what th this, I'm, I'm so behind this and protesting this and that. It's like, what's going on inside of me? And where is this coming from? If it's coming from a good place of like a balanced, even keeled place of like, when with those kinds of things, you're not just going to one more, you're, you're doing things like, you're not trolling people on Twitter for domestic abuse jokes. What you're doing is you're gathering coats and you're getting them to a woman's shelter to help them. Mm -hmm. So you're doing things not necess not on social media. Mm -hmm. You're doing just things And that's to how you get real confidence people. in yourself. And that's how you really learn about yourself, not based on how many likes that photo got. That doesn't teach you about yourself. You're just doing it without people knowing. It's like practice. My dad would always be like, Practice when no one's looking, and that's where you get the confidence. Yeah, that's the same thing. I don't want to get too deep. But Train you, and don't tell anyone. Or like when prayer and stuff, or like the people who are praying like in front of every. Like you can you can pray on the subway. You mm -hmm. can pray, you know, like in your own in your own head, in your own space. You don't have to announce it. There doesn't have to be a meme about it. You know what I mean? You, <laughs> okay, you don't can bring just do me, it. don't bring no, memes, I'm into, this. memes into, do it. Not bring into this. Do not bring memes into this. It's a point of contention. <laughs> you like my memes?
You haven't been liking my shit on social media, but I'm not. I don't. I didn't think it was up. for me though. It's it's for younger people. I feel like. But I want my humor to be understood by the masses. I don't want it to be too niche. I feel like there's some things that you could laugh at. There's some things that you could compare your your life to. <laughs> I'll make a I fucking like Italian. It, no, I feel for like you. it's a lot of dating. I feel like it it's a lot, lot of dating. It's like a lot of younger person dating stuff. Yeah, it's a lot of single woman, single. And there's stu- there is stuff that translates over yeah. to life. I love how I'm manipulating you to give me a compliment right now. Um, no, but I, I feel I, what you're doing. Thank you. I appreciate your support. I appreciate your honesty. You're yeah. always vulnerable. Vulnerable. I think you're the realest in the game. Let's be honest. Um, Mike Vecchione. Follow him where on Instagram. It's at Comic Mike V on all social media platforms, Twitter, Instagram. Can I plug my podcast? Of course, honey. I have a podcast called No Disrespect. Can you be more excited when you say I that? have a podcast. <laughs> I mean, this week on Summer Home, an older man shows up and grabs Hannah Burner out of the brunch. You've had one too many mimosas, Burner. My podcast, everybody, is called No Disrespect. It's on the Gas Digital Network um, and available on iTunes. That's No Disrespect. And uh, you could find me on all social media platforms at Comic Mike V and my website, MikeVecchione.com, for live dates. He's got shows coming up all over New York City. Check them out. Don't get him confused with a hockey player named Mike Vecchione yeah, on the Eagles. Or a district attorney. Okay, district uh, attorney. No, he's on the Philadelphia Flyers. Okay, well. There's a lot of Mike Vecchione's out now there. Now you know. Um, and also, exciting news is I have a Burning in Hell Facebook group now called Burning in Hell Little Devils, because I decide y'all are my little devils. That's great. And it's a place for you guys to talk shit, because that's what we love to do. Um, thanks for coming to Hell, guys, and I will talk with you later. Bye. <laughs>